friends, welcome to the Pulse Strong podcast with me, your host, Becky Dunn. Today, I speak to the wonderful Annie Norris, an OG polar since 2001. Annie is very well known for competing, judging, and her slinky style. We talk all things competing, judging, social media, anything and everything, really. I hope you enjoy this just as much as I did. This podcast is sponsored by EnviroCo and EnviroGrip an environmentally friendly vegan sustainable brand did you know they donate 50 cents of every purchase to charity i've been using envirogrip for the past two years i absolutely love it my students love it and i know you will too check them out and whilst you're at it you can get 15 percent off using becky 15 just make sure to spell my name right annie thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for having me thank you oh gee paula i saw it in your um bio earlier actually well funny fact about that i didn't actually know what og meant but i saw that the like older (laughs) that's so og (laughs) so i was like i'm gonna put og in there my friend was like do you know what that means and i was like no she went it could mean orange goblin for all you know and you've just put it in your bio (laughs) yeah yeah i love it you've been polling for a long time so um i haven't been doing this recently actually and my husband said to me today why aren't you asking your guests to like introduce themselves and give themselves like you know ask them to tell them about tell them about yourself and I never do so I feel like this is a really good opportunity to start that so for anyone for everyone listening tell us Annie tell us all about your tell us about you okay so I started pole dancing when I was 15 um wow that is young yeah it is there was a little advert in the local paper saying pole fitness cardio pole um and my dad was like I bet that looks like something you would probably be interested in my mum was like absolutely not she's not going to that and I was like you can't stop me it's a fitness class uh-huh. and um yeah that's I got into it that way I was taught by a stripper and uh she was amazing she was my inspiration um then she left and moved to France about three years after I started um doing it and then I just thought well there's no one around here teaching so I'll start teaching and there was no such thing as insurance or certifications or anything like that I did have some insurance but I remember the conversation very clearly on the phone (laughs) they had no idea what was going on type thing you know so luckily I never needed it um needed to use it um but yeah and then I just stuck with it I was gonna go to uni decided not to go and carried on (laughs) So you've always been doing this then from a young age. Wow. I've now been doing it more than half my life, which is Yeah, that's amazing. And you you have your own studio. Yeah. And this is way off topics. We're going to be like talking. I told you I go way off, but (laughs) it's important to understand about you. Um, So you have your studio. How long have you had your studio for? Um, 2004, five, something like that. Wow. So been around a long time. I know. And how is this even all possible considering I'm only 21? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look over 21. You look you look amazing. Um and then you've recently had um a baby. And yeah. how have you found that? How have you found I always find this amazing. I was speaking to Charlotte Robertson the other day and I was saying to her, like, it's incredible how you see like icons or you know, people that you followed for a long time in the pole industry, they're pregnant. And then they have the baby and then all of a sudden they're back on the pole, like, mm. like that. And it's, it's happened with all of you, all of you. I, it didn't mothers. happen with me. Um, Did it not? I, no, not at all. So I wasn't allowed to, because I had difficulty with previous pregnancies before. So mm-hmm. I lost loads of pregnancies. So when I oh, I'm was sorry. pregnant with, yeah, it was all shit, but thanks. Um, when I was uh, pregnant with Hunter, I wasn't allowed to pole. They were like, just 
don't do anything. Yeah. So I and I bet, for, I, bet, I bet for you as well, you were like, I don't want to risk anything. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what? My yeah. first pregnancy, I, I actually competed at Miss Pole Dance UK. Um, so I was like nine, ten weeks pregnant when I did that, the first pregnancy. And because I was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to carry on polling <laughs> with each pregnancy. I was like, ah, actually, I'm going to sit down. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I had a C-section and I just didn't, I personally found it very difficult to recover from. I couldn't poll for four or five months afterwards um and even then it took a long time I put on a lot of weight because I was on a lot of medication I put on six stone um, what? and yeah I know and that was fat like I think yeah but that wasn't this is where social media is so deceiving right because I like I, you didn't see I didn't see any side of that on socials right interesting I think yeah I did keep quite a lot of it I feel like you kept your pregnancy quite quiet too like all of a sudden it was like oh she's she's pregnant like pregnant <laughs> yeah I like, didn't yeah I didn't tell anyone partly because of what had happened and I was yeah. just I couldn't bring myself to tell people uh-huh. um and then with each week my husband Kieran and I were like I oh, will tell people next time I just couldn't do it it was uh-huh. so funny at the studio I didn't tell anyone and by the end of it people were sort of like okay she's not mentioned this so we're not going to say anything but <laughs> it was just quite funny you um, have a bump <laughs> yes, we need to address this <laughs> Um, so yeah, I couldn't poll. I, yeah, it took a while. I've actually taken little videos of each poll um, training session I did when I when I started to try and get back into it. Wow. And I was going to do a little compilation of month by month how it was. Oh, do it. We all love we all love a video like that. I think it'd be good. I think it's good because there are so many pole dancers like Bendy Kate and Charlotte and mm-hmm. Sarah Scott that looked like exactly what you said. They just snapped back into it and. Mm-hmm. I think it might be quite nice for people to be like, oh, okay, she didn't snap back in. And I just, yeah. I think it's so important. That's something that I've learned recently, actually, like to show more of the reality of training and like the fails that you get when you, I know like it's not good to show you always falling off the pole, but (laughs) when I've had like falls and stuff like that, and just to show the the behind the scenes, because you are right. Like every polar that I've seen looks like they bounce straight back. Yeah. But there's more to it way more to it there is and I think I'm just I'm here to say like it's it's also okay so for the first three months I didn't want to I didn't even want to think about pole I didn't yeah. want to I I was not interested at all mm-hmm. and I think that's okay too and then slowly but surely it became I know this word gets battered around a lot became my therapy like I that, that was my time <laughs> away from everything and I just got to dance yeah. and mm. yeah it was it was really good and I just as a side note I feel like I want to want to say this as well like before any pregnancy whenever I used to perform or do a photo shoot or anything like that I would have a proper meltdown I would I'd be crying to my husband being like I'm so fat look at me I can't go on stage oh he'd be like, <laughs> you look amazing and I'm like of course you have to say that and um since having Hunter I'm still like technically technically like a stone overweight not overweight but over what I was uh-huh. and I just performed at UK PPC recently and I didn't care about how I looked I was like doesn't matter there's more to life 100% yeah, 100%. It's so, it's so strange. Yeah. I saw you recently performed actually. How how's that been for you getting back into performing because you have you've competed a lot haven't you? You perform yeah. a lot. So how how has that been is that the first comp that you well not comp the guest performance that you've done since uh, that was my fourth. Uh, since having ha, since having Hunter sorry. Hunter. Yeah. Is your fourth one? Yeah. So oh, I wow. did um, How old is he? Uh one I feel like I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> just guest performances in like a year yeah it was all crammed into the end of the year so oh wow yeah. okay yeah. so anyways but how was how was that how was that for you 
yeah really I really enjoyed performing at UK PPC that was that stage is amazing um it's a 360 stage right yeah so you can't go wrong there are no No. bad angles Mm -mm. it's it was so good the the crowd was amazing um I felt really good and I was speaking to Kate, uh, Benji Kate uh, before we went on and we were like it's great because we could do anything and people go well they've just had a baby so it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was like no pressure it was yeah it was really good it's really nice because you can go out and enjoy it yeah you're not looking to see what you're not being judged you're there as a you've been asked to perform so you have a completely different side of it where people want to watch you perform yeah thank you yeah and also I think before having Hunter whenever I did guest performances I'd always freestyle so I'd have a little play to the music the weeks running up but the guest performances I've done since having him I have properly choreographed taken it very seriously really really made sure I've done something really good not that I not that I ever didn't try before it's that I knew before I I knew my set of moves that I could do whereas now I don't want to freestyle try and throw myself into a move that I used to be able to do and suddenly think oh I can't do that anymore yeah absolutely well you also want to feel comfortable you don't want to I can imagine that you wouldn't want to go and oh you know when sometimes you get it sometimes like I can't really explain it but when you try to do a move and you're like oh I don't know how this is gonna go like I know this isn't this doesn't really work for me but I'm gonna try it sometimes I do that when I'm teaching I'm like should I do should I add this move in like it's not really for me (laughs) it could go wrong but yeah so now I probably know the answer to this maybe what do you prefer judging or competing well I know you don't compete but if you could like what do you what side do you I know you guess perform but would you compete again or do you prefer doing the judging they're so different um I hate competing and I love it um, I think everyone can can like has that feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I have been invited to um, compete at the Elite Pole Championships. Yes, the Pole Idol section. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm considering that. Um, that's in July. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would like to compete again. I yeah. Think. I don't know. Never say never. I took a five year break from competing once before. So uh-huh. who knows? Yeah. But I love judging. I really, really love judging. Yeah. So what do you love so much about judging? And I want to go, I want to deep dive on this a little bit more too, because I've seen you're quite vocal about judging on Instagram, not in a bad way. I mean, like you're very, um, you give your opinions on what you expect to see on stage. I was reading your one about eye contact, which we can talk about a little bit more, which I think yeah. like gave a really good insight. Um, I saw your post about, um, you know shouldn't always be competing to win and it not being it being okay so what do you what do you love so much about judging what is it for you like is it watching okay. the performances or like what yeah yeah so number one I love a front row seat so that's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> um can see everything yeah exactly um <laughs> and number two so I even though I've been pole dancing for so many years I get so inspired constantly like even when I'm teaching my beginners and they will do a move and I'm going to say this in inverted commas like wrong and I'm Mm -hmm. like oh but I like what you did there because that could actually do this and we could move this way so I really really love seeing people's interpretations um to different music um seeing how they seeing their passion their love on stage um I love watching all the tricks that I never want to train you know, if I see someone doing a rainbow Marchenko, I, I guess if I trained hard enough, I probably could do one, you know, if I stretched. But I don't want to put that much effort into that sort of trick. But I love yeah. watching the flexibility or the strength. Um, and I don't know, I think maybe where I've competed myself and I know how much soul I put into it. I love 
it's it's an honor to watch somebody's three to five minutes on stage and tell them what I loved about it and also what they possibly could do to make it a little bit better if they would like to win or something like that yeah mm. do you watch um as part of the as a judge do you watch the entry videos or is that you is that more so how involved are you in that state in that side of things yeah, so it's different from competition to competition. So for iPad that I've just done the video heats for recently, mm. um, I got four categories um, to judge and another judge will get different four categories or whatever. Like there's three judges. I, th- I don't know. Don't quote me on that. There's like a, a few judges per category, category. rather than all <clears throat> 10 judges for all the categories yeah. on the video. It's super interesting. When I was speaking to Jade about the uh, this, this side of competing too and the video entries and all of this, like... The, well, I'll deep dive on it with you too but the criteria and how you score people and how like it's just I, I find it so fascinating I, I'm like I really don't know a lot about this so <laughs> forgive me I'm going to ask a lot of questions but there's yeah. going to be a lot of people in the same situation that are maybe looking to compete or you know and I think yeah. this is where it's so valuable so within your like within the well actually let's go back to the video entries what what do you look for when you're looking for your in in video entries what is it is there anything in particular that you really like that like when you when you see something you're like yes or are you is it really tight to the criteria I always um I'm always read the criteria and make sure like I know it I I I want to know it so well that I don't have to look back and check my scores to the judging criteria Mm. so I have going off piece slightly I have judged competitions where I've written on someone's feedback like you were my absolute favorite you just didn't hit the judging criteria therefore that's why I haven't marked you so high on these things and this is why you probably won't win but I think that's important for people to know that if they didn't win it doesn't necessarily mean they've done a bad job it's just that they didn't maybe hit some of the criteria I had someone message me the other day and they said they're entering a competition um, they would like my advice. They have got no up the pole work at all. Um, and they've looked at the judging criteria and it there's 10 marks for up the pole work. What should they do? And I said, well, are you going there to win or are you going there to get your name out there and perform your piece? Because I know this particular person has got a very interesting style that will, it's, it's very important for her to get seen. Um, and she said, oh, I, I think I'd like to win. And I was like, well, you need to put some up the pole work then. And she went, oh, yeah. I don't know. That's not me. Maybe I just want, people to know me and I was like well then don't put it in this is that simple yeah yeah that is actually that that must be really hard actually when you're watching those video criteria when you're watching those video entries and you see someone's piece that's absolutely like maybe amazing and but doesn't hit the criteria yeah or match the criteria like that must be really difficult and the same with like that's something that Jade said actually as well was the biggest advice you can give is read the criteria for the pet for the people entering like their videos yeah. and stuff because you get people just submit videos and not read the criteria and therefore aren't aren't in line with what the what the comp stands Absolutely. for right yeah there's a there's a few things as well so i wish this is very personal i wish that all competitions across the board would not give marks for costume in the judging in the video heat I just wish it wasn't a thing because competing is very, very expensive. And Mm -hmm. I feel you shouldn't get marked. Like if someone has a lot of money, they could go and get a fee bought piece just for 
um, a video entry. And then someone who might not have a lot of money has to kind of cobble something together and maybe then gets less marks. And I just think for a video entry, it's not important. Maybe for the final, for the stage, yeah, costume, go all out. But I just feel like you should be able to write what your costume should be. I know some people might disagree with me on that, but no, that's, I, I that's think that's thought. fair. I think that's fair. So is that the same on every pretty much for every video entry? You're you're judged on your uh, outfit that you wear. Most comps are. I do feel like there have been a few comps recently that have said we, for the video heat, we're not going to judge you for costume, and I I I really agree with that. Yeah, yeah. That's actually something that I've heard a lot. Um, is how expensive it is to compete. Yeah. I don't think people understand. Yeah. Or I think people look to compete and then like don't understand how much cost goes in behind it. So much. And you can, you don't, I mean, it just depends. Some people need a lot of coaching. So therefore it's going to be expensive. Some people um, can make their costumes because they're very, very handy. So therefore it won't cost as much. Oh my um, God, I'd do a terrible job if I had to make my own costume. <laughs> do you know what's really it, like a sack of shit. <laughs> If that's what you're going for, babe, then that yeah. you get ten marks. I am coming as a bin bag. <laughs> that would be me. It's so funny though, because back in the day, we all used to make our costumes because there weren't costume designers, right? Yeah. So it would be who has come up with the prettiest or whatever. And then I remember when costume designers first started coming out, judges were a bit like, "Oh, well, I'm not going to give her as many marks because she's not made that. She's got someone to make that." And now it's kind of gone the other way, and people are a little bit like, "Oh." bless her she's made her costume um yeah not oh, quite not quite yeah yeah, yeah. But, i understand you know. what you mean though yeah but, but there is a significant difference like when you look at um the work that's done on the costume design like some pieces are incredible and i feel like if you are competing especially at somewhere like pole theater or if you're yeah any comp actually but you know something that's got like a specific maybe story or um theme you want to go all out on your costume and that like you say is where it starts to get really pricey yeah expensive and then when I competed in pole theater um toxic cherry was in the same category and she won Uh her set I have cannot imagine how much that would have cost her she built a whole set like it was insane it it was oh the 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 set of the like behind like the what's it called like the props and stuff like the design yeah yeah it's worth her piece is worth watching on on Vimeo anyway, but it's uh-huh. also worth just going to have a look at the set. Um, it's insane, but I I don't know. I think she had like people that helped her. I think like her husband or boyfriend or whatever like did a lot of it. But if I was to do something like that and my husband can't build that, I would have to. I can't imagine the cost. Yeah. Mm. Where do you going off a little bit? We'll we'll come back around to judging and stuff, but. For you, where does it all start? Where do you start? So say, let's say you go ahead with the elite comp in July. Yeah. So what what is your first starting point for you when you know you're going to compete? Where do you start? Do you start with theme? Do you start with song? Do you start with choreo? What, where, where do you start? Start, I I know it's a bit different, but I start with the judging criteria. I sit down and I read it all because what okay. I don't want to yep. do is put in a load of flow and then find out, <laughs> oh my God, there's like 20 points for technical up the pole or something. Uh-huh. Um, I only ever used to compete if I had a song in mind. Um, so this is a really weird concept for me to compete, be invited to compete without um, having an idea first. I normally uh-huh. have the idea and go, oh, I want to put this on stage. Uh-huh. Um 
so I don't know is the answer. So I would start training now and I would need to get my strength and fitness back. So that's what I would focus on probably until when's it July. So maybe till end of February, that would be my sole focus. And like then... a pre camp, like a pre camp. Yeah, exactly. It's really important. We're going off topic again, by the way, we'll swing back around to this, but it's really important that if you were performing like you, like at your level and everyone else in that elite level, you're athletes. You're a pole athlete yeah. and any other athlete in any other line of sport, I've spoken about this before, would go into some form of like pre, some form of pre-season camp or something. So it's really important to get that right, isn't it? Get, like you say, get your fitness up, get your stamina where it needs yeah. to be. And so, okay, cool. So you would do that until about Feb and then start yeah. planning. And then, yeah, I'd probably already start thinking about it now. See if there's a song that kind of like took my fancy, that kind of thing. Um yeah, but that, and then February, I don't know. I would really want to start buckling down on theme, theme mm-hmm. by that point. Um, and then start getting choosy with like my my big tricks. For my big tricks are not other people's big tricks. They're quite small, but like my big tricks, I'd decide what they're going to be so that I could drill them because I get scared really easily of flips and stuff. So I would need to like drill that out of me. Um, and then start choreographing I can't remember when the comp is. Let's say it's beginning of July. So I would probably yeah. want my piece done by end of May. So I've got all of June to run through. To run it, yeah. yeah. And do you run it through from start to finish? Or do you, like when I spoke to Christy Sellers, she trains her pieces in sections and she does them at high energy so that when she then puts it, so that she, like her body understands what's needed in each section instead of like, I'm assuming like running it through and then like getting tired at the midway point and then trying to push, 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 push. Do you do anything similar? Do you, how do you structure exactly that? Yeah. I break it into, um, and yeah, some days I'll go in and train the second half first and then other days I'll train the first half the second and then Mm -hmm. I'll put it together. Yeah. So that your body isn't constantly training one part of your routine, always tired. It needs to know how it feels to do that when you're, you're high energy and you're, you, you know, you're not, you're not tired basically. Mm. Yeah. I do that with all my, students as well um break it down it's a it's really, a really important really idea yeah, yeah yeah and also the, the other thing I think is really important is training it with stage presence from the get-go I again this is going uh more to my to my students they're always like oh yeah well you know we'll focus on stage presence next week and I'm like no do it now like let's as soon as you can run the piece start at least eyes up you know because you need to learn to be thinking with your eyes um forward or projecting in a certain way what you don't want to do is halfway through the routine something happened when you're on stage you get distracted and you have to start looking around you need to have trained your thinking face out of you basically uh-huh. yeah so that you you can carry on you were really big on that I remember you doing your doing a status I call it a status it's on Instagram it's not a status is it but <laughs> you know what I mean, you know what you mean. um uh caption on that and I thought it was really 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 good advice really good advice so yeah what do you see it do you see it is it quite common for you to see it on stage like it must be really frustrating when you're like just look at us just look at us so what do you what do you see a lot eyes down or like like looking out into the distance almost to like not single out eye contact with someone like what what do you see a lot I love eye contact but that's Mm -hmm. not going to be make or break for me like I will never never score someone down if they don't give me eye contact they need to project that's what's important so you know if someone's doing a sad piece of course they're not going to look you in the eye or um I'm sure they won't mind me saying but I judge some um people with autism and they Uh find eye contact very difficult 
However, at the beginning of their routine, when they woke up from their coffins, they looked out and they weren't making eye contact, but it was that projection that they were looking forwards and up. It's the and body like, language, yes. isn't it? Like the body it, language. Open yeah. body language. Yeah. You can see it, can't you? It's almost like um, it's confidence. Yeah, that's what even it, if it, Even if you're a really shy person, if you have confident body language, and I suppose yeah. that comes down to that as well, right? Body language. Like yeah. open, head up. And just match your your theme, your vibe. Not everyone needs a theme as such, but most people go on with a vibe of the, the song and they want to match it. So just, yeah, I think the biggest giveaway is um, flickering eye contact. This is what I say to everyone. Looking down, you can deal with. So if someone's looking down at the stage, maybe they take their arm out in that direction too and they can look down at their hand, that's fine. It's when they then start looking left, right, left, right. That's and can you, you know. see that really clearly from where you are? If I wear my glasses, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, you can. I would you have can. to wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Let you put my you specs can. on. <laughs> I would absolutely have to do the same. But yeah, so you can see that. Yes, yeah, you totally can. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes then people are looking around because maybe they're playing a piece that is about being lost or something. But you yeah. can tell what's 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 acted essentially yes. or what's part. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So going back to how you pick your tr tricks, I feel like if I was to put together a choreo, I would want to change it constantly. Oh, like in terms, okay. I know, and I know that happens, mm -hmm. but like I thought about competing before, and I've spoken about this a lot, but it, I get very overwhelmed by it. Like the thought of a song, I don't even know. Like the, I just I tried to start there, and I just can't. And then I like, thinking of a theme, like I just. I can't even like pinpoint. So, um, but then when I think about putting like choreo together and stuff, like I wouldn't even know where to start because there's so many stuff, you know, when you know, like when you look back through Instagram for your old stuff sometimes, yeah. or like you'll see old things and you're like, oh my God, I forgot I did that. Oh God. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. so good. Or, oh my God, that transition is so cool. Like I haven't done that in ages. And I feel like I would be so overwhelmed with that piece. So how do you pick your tricks and then how do you stick to them? Okay. I think, right, if I, I, why don't I give you like my top tips for competing? Please do. Okay, Gold. so, right. <laughs> First of all, um, pick 10 songs and dance to them. Oh, okay. I love freestyle. that. Freestyle, just freestyle. Don't try not to do any tricks. Try not to go up the pole too much. Just move to them. Because more often than not, students come into me and they're like, I want to do this song. And then we put it on and they cannot move to it. And it's their, probably because it's their favorite song, they know every beat, but they want to do like big moves or they want to sing along or like maybe <laughs> they love listening to it, but realize they can't move to it, you know? Yeah. So pick 10 songs. Yeah. And isn't it, can't you see, like, you know, like even you feel it, like I love doing flow. I absolutely love doing low flow, bit of choreo, that sort of like, just like moving like water. Like I really like that sort of style of flowing and the music is everything yeah everything like sometimes I'll go to do a flow I'll put the music on I'll go to do it and I'm like nah the song's not right change like yeah. I have to feel the song you know so I, I, I completely understand that but I've never thought about doing like a list of 10 I like that right next point <laughs> That's okay, a good so one. <laughs> next point is um theme first and foremost and I I understand that some people are going to disagree with me with this this is just from my experience with coaching students yeah don't pick a theme that is too personal to you because if my choice of words are going to be slightly wrong with this, so bear with me. If you don't do it very well uh -huh. and the judges need to tell you that you've not done it very well, it can be soul destroying. It yes. can be, you know, maybe save that for a showcase where you can just dance your heart out and I don't not know. Be I judged. Student, 
yeah not be judged I had a mm. student who did a piece that was so personal to her and we did it for a showcase and she cried and it was beautiful and it was wonderful and had she have tried to do that for a comp it, if she was too emotional for it so I think for example um I'm just going to pick something really sad okay if you want to if you wanted to do a piece about your dog dying um because you wanted everyone to know that your dog has died and you feel really strongly about this really sad great theme great <laughs> already a good theme <laughs> i thought i'd pick something a bit you know rather than yeah song choice um, who let the dogs out <laughs> <laughs> right. sorry it was my husband the poor dog <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so if you want to do a piece about your dog dying maybe do a piece about how much you loved your dog instead Mm. or do a piece about how much you just uh love animals or something something a little relatable yeah yeah um sometimes it really works i remember someone doing a piece at pole theater it was a very personal about a death of someone very close to and she did it very very well and she won so sometimes it can work Mm -hmm. i just would be careful um I would very really consider it. So, do you think it's yeah. because people take it really, but like you say, per, they take it really personally when it's something yeah. that's attached to like something that's so personal to them? Yeah, I can imagine. I don't know. You'll be able to. You'll be able to tell us. But I can imagine. Have you ever seen anyone's like emotion take over on yes. stage? Yeah, that was. Yeah, if it's like really personal, like if it's like something that's almost triggering to a degree, like with all the stress and overwhelming and being on stage and stuff like that. Like I could suppose you could run the risk of like the emotion getting the better of you too. Yeah. I did a piece um, years ago, a comp abroad, and I did it about something very personal and I found it very draining. And I even Mm -hmm. tried to detach myself and was like, oh, it's not, it's not going to be a piece about the situation. It's a piece about the emotion, which can be for lots of other situations but I kept to try and get the emotion like real and raw I kept taking myself back to yeah that and it was really hard I'm still glad yeah. I did that but yeah. um yeah it was it was very draining I can imagine it must be difficult to like revisit that because every time you go into train yeah like if it's a sad subject like like you say with stage presence and the um like your body language that you're bringing to the stage and practicing and stuff like that like you have to reflect that emotion and therefore like you say take yourself back to that so yeah yeah, it must be really difficult and you've got to be prepared let's Mm. say you've put your all into it and you felt like you did it beautifully and a judge was like I didn't get your theme like the song was sad but you didn't look sad you looked bored or something like that you know and then you would you would be distraught so just something to consider with theme Mm um I always try and pick a theme um I'll find my song first and then I'll decide what the song sounds like to me um so I did a piece for UK PBC years ago um which most people know me for which was um I had like a little feather headpiece on and I danced to glass animals and I did like a little kind of foresty type theme but that song's nothing to do with forests and stuff like that I think it's it's about something quite deep but you can it's interpret. how you interpret it so because it's how you yeah. display it too like it doesn't matter what like I think the song's about if that's if you've like like you say if you've put that all together with how you have how you interpret the song yeah it comes across that way you that's how it's read on stage and Absolutely. that's what it's all about right yeah and this is the other thing so many people come to me with a song and they're like I want to do this piece because listen to the lyric here you can hear where it talks about this and you can hear where it talks about that and then here it will say this so I will show this and then what I do is I normally stop them dead. And you, can, you can do this and I will play them a song that I know they've never heard before. And I'll play it once and I'll start dancing around the pole. And I'll be like, what was that song about? 
And that is just someone watching, let alone if you're a judge. So if I'm a judge and you dance to a song I've never heard before and you are kind of mimicking the lyrics and I'm like, what's happening? I need to concentrate on your your stage presence, your flow, your tricks, your lines, your da-da-da-da-da. I don't need to work out the theme. You need to spell the theme out to me. You need to make it really clear so that I don't have to think. And sometimes I can see a theme. This happened really recently at comp. This girl had a very clear theme, but I had no idea what it was, like none at all. Um, Interesting. Still, well, it was about a TV show that I hadn't seen. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So, but I still wrote, you know, she still marked high for costume and theme because I could clearly see there was one. You just didn't know, I what, just it didn't was. know what it was. Yeah. What's it like when someone comes on stage and like they pick a banger of a song versus a song that you don't really know? Like, do you, it is song choice, actually, I suppose it's song, are you marked on song choice? Not, are you just marked on like, I suppose it's the way you you dance to the song. But how does that feel when you, when someone comes on and the song's like, you're like, I fucking love this song. <laughs> Versus, you know like yeah. a song that you never know and you're like what song is this I've never even heard of this song before it's really interesting this is actually something that I did speak about on Dan Rosen's podcast okay um, and me and him disagreed with this so I don't care what you dance to I don't care if it's my most favorite song or a song I hate and I use Lauren Red as an example she dances to a lot of um kind of heavy metal I don't like heavy metal at all mm-hmm. but she is amazing and she matches the energy she dances perfectly to it she listens to the accents the beats she hits everything mm-hmm. she will score highly from me if she always does that um and Dan was saying um a little bit like oh no you'd probably subconsciously mark her lower because you don't like the music like if you're if you're doing that you shouldn't be judging like you should be able to the amount of times I've heard people dance to I oh, know I can't think of uh, like Billie Eilish see me in a crown the amount of times and I don't even like that song but if someone does it well they they will do it well and I'll mark them accordingly um I take my preference out of it of course it's nice if someone dances to a nice song and I'm like oh yeah I really love this tune but I do try and um take a strip everything aside and basically yeah. look at them and it's really I'm really so I'm so glad that I've had you and Jade both on because you're both singing from the same hymn sheet like you're both saying it exactly the same which I just think is so good because from someone that's like looking from the outside in like I've seen something on socials as well and I'd love to get your opinion on this but somebody said like if you're going to compete look look at the style of your judges and like how they dance, for example. So say we had they had you and Jay Benslim and then I don't know, Bendy Kate on, on a judging panel, for example. Like basically go and look at all of your styles and see how what, what you what you do and then try and interpret that into your own into your own routine. What's your thoughts on that? I have I have to disagree with that one actually. Um mm. but this is why we love poll, because there's different opinions. Um but if it like different different opinions create conversation. Yeah. And it should never be like, you're wrong. It's yeah. more of a, well, what's your point of view on this? You know? So I have um I have seen people do that. Um, yeah. yeah. And I can't help but think, I want I wanna see you dance. Mm-hmm. Like I move the way I move because that's how I move. It's mm-hmm. not a choice, it's just how I've developed my style. I have tried to be more flippy and I have tried to be other things and it just doesn't work for me. So I like I said like I love watching I love watching flips oh my god and big tumbles down the pole I absolutely love it but I don't do it Mm. um no I want to see someone who has created themselves um and developed 
that's actually a piece of advice i for anyone listening and in pole i started to fall in love with pole so i mean i've always been in love with pole pole's always my number one i te- i do hoop and other stuff but pole is always my number one um but when i started to identify my style which isn't i'm not i'm not overly flexible i probably never will be like i'm i can do the splits i can back bend a little bit but like i i'm not any crazy flexibility and then when I found like the dynamic aspect of pole and even like the flow to a degree, when I realized that that was my style and then, and then I just like deep dived on that, I was like, okay, this is what, and then when you accept that, like, like you can have a go at all the stuff that you're not good at, like you say, you yeah. could, you could train the flips, but that's not your style. And that's okay. Like when you, when you know what works for you and like, like for me, like if we were training together and you said like let's let's train this really bendy trick i'd be like oh okay yeah like you know mm-hmm. but if you said to me like let's train this dynamic flippy combo but like let's get going and, you know stuff that really like excites you when training like it's all about finding your style and what works for you absolutely yeah and i think so and i think if you get someone that's you just because you look at your judging panel and you know how they dance it doesn't mean like that's always what they love to watch they yeah you know and if you take some of their flow or something they might be like are they doing my flow like my segment that I just piece and oh they haven't had a lesson or like what are they that didn't really fit in with the rest of what they're doing yeah um you've put that in because that's mine (laughs) right yeah it is I I have seen people do that with other people mm. on the judging panel. So I just think stay true to yourself. Don't um you don't know what's going on in someone's head, so don't mm-hmm. try and anticipate that you think they know what they're going to like. Um yeah. So I need to cough two seconds. I'm gonna meet No, I didn't think didn't think that was appropriate going down the microphone. <laughs> um so can somebody reclaw back from a mistake? Yes. Tell us how. Because there's nothing more than, there's nothing more upsetting, I think, when you, like, you see someone execute something beautifully and, like, they'll land, like, a flip or they'll land something or they'll come out. It doesn't have to be a flip. It could be a flow. It could be anything. And, you, you know, like, they do, like, a little stumble or they'll land a flip and it's, like, off balance. But, but like, it's picked back up immediately. You know, yeah. you know, you know how that is. Like, you just, everyone just carries on like normal. So you can claw that back. Yeah, just carry on. Mm. try not to do the classic like I, d- I can't get this across from the podcast but like uh, oh god sorry about that face just don't just carry <laughs> on just <laughs> my bad I'll be like can we stop and go again please <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's just... rewind yeah just carry on that's something you can train when you um run through your piece in rehearsals as well um mm. because we're we're we do it all the time at my studio when we're running through and we make a mistake we do the sorry about that face and we have to keep saying to each other like stop doing that because we know that's a mistake because we've seen your routine a thousand times so stop telling us it's a mistake facially just uh-huh. carry on so you're used to just carrying on and I've seen so many people make mistakes on stage but carry on so quickly afterwards that I'm like was that a mistake <laughs> like I don't even know and yeah. it was so smooth yeah so and is this is this where like the different criteria come into play so it let's say like they did they landed a let's say they landed a trick and they they fell a little bit and they stumbled but they continued like mm-hmm. I suppose if you continue you can score higher in other areas 
Yeah, I just think um, some comps, they do judge you for slips and falls. They will mm -hmm. um, deduct marks. Some comps, there's nothing for it. If I see so if there's nothing on the judging criteria that tells me I have to deduct marks for it, someone does a little slip or something and they carry on, I won't even take it into account. It's just a mistake. They kept doing it. Obviously, that's different because you're like, they've got slippy hands. They shouldn't be putting these tricks in or they're not strong enough or they're mm -hmm. tired. Then that I will judge accordingly. But no, just a mistake. Just... How do you manage your grip when you're compete when you're on stage for that long? Me, How, like you know, like yeah, like I, I suppose like you know when you're you know when you're about to perform any, well, not, maybe not perform like even just do a combo. Let's say you're at the studio training. Like I'm really particular on my pole, like it feeling sticky already for use. You know, like when you are like I always clean mine when I can feel that it's a bit like shit or you know. Yeah making sure you have enough grip that must be that that would probably be one of my biggest fears actually is that like I would go to do something or put so much high energy into a performance and then feel like I'm running out of grip or do you does it that does that not even cross your mind when you're performing because you've got so much other stuff going on I personally um I'm very lucky I don't sweat really I sound like Prince Andrew don't I <laughs> <laughs> I don't I've been I've always been really lucky I don't have I don't have sweaty hands yeah I don't have like I'm I'm, I feel for people when people are always like yeah. how do I deal with sweaty hands I'm like I don't... more grip just do you know honestly <laughs> for people out there with sweaty hands there's something called dry claw it's spelled d-r-i-c-l-o-r it, it's a topical treatment you put on your hands it's supposed to be very good it dries um, them out doesn't it yeah very mm -hmm. much dries them out yeah yeah um and also I do I used to get something called arm pump I know um Lots of people get it. You know where your forearm kind of goes rock hard and your grip goes? Yeah. I used to get that a lot. Um, I don't anymore because I don't do enough tricks. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, you just have to keep training that. And adrenaline, to, hope adrenaline gets you through. Push through. I suppose actually you'll build up that when you're... Uh when you do your run throughs as well like you just learn to build up that and make sure um like you're you are pulling through your shoulders um and you don't start hanging off your shoulders because that's when arm pump really sets in because you're using the the much much more smaller muscles around your your forearm and your hands rather than your lats and things like that to to kind of take the load yeah basically engaging properly yeah yeah you see it, i see it so much though you unless like you know when someone t gives you as an instructor you'll know you'll give someone a tip and then the penny drops when they're like oh okay that's how it's supposed to be done that's what muscles i'm supposed yeah. to be be using um i know you can't really answer this in a in a straightforward way because it's all done on criteria but would you prefer somebody to have loads of loads of fancy tricks to watch or would you prefer someone that doesn't do as many fancy tricks but their lines are perfect what do you what do, what do you like you know yeah I know this, this is, is really I, this is really difficult because I know you have a set criteria and it's not it's done by stuff but do you prefer would you prefer people to have those perfect lines and clean tricks or you know high you know some people can do really high high standard tricks but their execution and getting into it isn't yeah. the cleanest I right personally so I would rather fewer tricks cleaner lines more stage presence mm. because I like a well-rounded piece and of course mm -hmm. yeah it does depend on the judging criteria right I wish my wish this Christmas would be <laughs> that all all competitions should I just snip this and put this out on Instagram attention yes, yes just this yeah I will I'll just dump it out so wait there let me get this bottle out of the way okay Annie your wish this Christmas. Okay. My wish this Christmas is that all competitions would redo their judging criteria and decide what their competition winner 
is about do they want the best trickster to win do they want the cleanest trickster to win do they want someone more well-rounded or do they want the best performer to win and then if they could weight their competition their their judging criteria a bit differently like so many comps are 10 10 10 for everything which Uh you would think would give a well-rounded thing but not always um it doesn't tend to work like that so if you feel like um I'm going to mention this comp because I have no idea about it. Okay. So I feel it's okay. Yeah. The UK aerial performance championships. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I hope that their criteria is for the performance aspect is maybe 20 points and the rest are 10 because it's got the word performance in the title, the UK aerial performance championships. So it's about how you perform mm-hmm. um, rather than just the aerial championships. Do you see what I mean? So I just yeah, wish yeah, yeah. that everyone would dissect. And I wish that there was a little bit more um, time with the judges at the beginning of each comp. Sit down and explain what everything means so that everyone's on the same wavelength. Yeah, because it's how you interpret stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and sometimes that's fine because that's what we keep speaking about. But mm-hmm. it's all, you know, it, it is subjective. Um, but sometimes it's important that people know exactly what is wanted and then they can be subjective. On yeah, because I suppose with something like pole theatre, you know what you're getting yourself into in terms of like what what the comp's about, what what's maybe like maybe not from a criteria perspective, from a judging perspective, but from a, someone entering, like you know that that what yeah. that comp stands for and what that comp is designed for. But like I feel like you know I was, and I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this actually. Where do you start? I want to go back to your top tips because we only got through two. I'm sure you got more. <laughs> Let's get back to those top tips. Um, where do you start in terms of comps? So let's say you have a student come to you say, Annie, I want to compete. What, what do you, how do you decide what comp they do? Because they do? there's so many. I feel like there should be, maybe there is, but God, don't hate me if there is, but I feel, like, I feel like there should be some more guidance on comps, like a more central hub. Is there something like that? No, not yet. There's not. No. There should be a more central hub of, what competitions run from January to January to December? Yeah. What what competitions would be great entry level comps? What do you know? What I mean, a bit more detail around if you're looking to enter this comp, this comp would be great for you if you are in this position. Or do you yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I don't feel like there's enough info on what competition would be best for you. Um, and it's very overwhelming when there are so many comps. Yeah. I yeah. I agree. I completely agree with you. It's mm. it's difficult when I have a student that wants to compete. I always ask them why they want to compete. Like, is it because they've got a piece they want to put across? Is it because they want to win a trophy? Is it, you know, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we we look at what's coming up and what's their time scale. Because some people will say, I would like to compete next year. And then you know what time scale you're working on. Some people say, I've seen a comp is coming up in two months. I want to do that. And so it's all very much dependent. Yeah. Yeah, but I just feel like there should be a bit more on that. I just don't feel like maybe I could be wrong. I could be really, really wrong, but like, like almost like a, like a bit of a, uh, like a like a calendar. Yeah, I what's do happening. think Stacey Snedden and uh, someone else often post about that sort of thing. And oh, say, that's good. Uh, yeah, but I obviously if you're not friends with her on Facebook, you won't see that. And yeah, I'm not. I think Facebook. as well, just to sound like a bit of a whatever. I think if no one's going to do that if they're not going to make money from it don't... yeah <laughs> people like to make money from everything so I'm not sure um yeah. do you feel like that's still a big thing like do you feel like you have that that competing is the way to do that 
so I again this is like really random so Dan and I didn't speak about this but this is a, another thing uh-huh. that I think is important um he thinks there are too many comps I don't okay um, because people want to compete for different reasons so uh-huh. let's say people want to win let's say for the argument's sake everyone who enters wants to win um the let's think of a nice little comp so the southwest championships that's just been um maybe people want to win that so they can go back to their grandma and say look i won i won a pole competition and then they have that trophy on their shelf for the rest of their life and they are so fucking proud of that and that is that is their thing they have done that Mm -hmm. and then you get other people that enter pole theater and they're like i want to do this because i want to make a name for myself and i want to get out there and i want to get known and I want to do workshops and blah, blah, blah. Um, competitions can sometimes help you, but nowadays it's all about social media, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I'm really interested to get your thoughts on this. I had this conversation with Dan too, um, but not about, well, a little bit, because we spoke about social media in particular, was our uh, subject. Yeah. And about how nowadays it's either you compete and that's how you get a name for yourself or it's social media. And yeah, I'm interested to know uh, what your thoughts were on that. If you still think it's because I'm like, oh my God, I was going to say when I was growing up, not growing up, but like gr- growing up in the pole industry, yeah. you know, like when, when we, when, you know, back when I first started in, I was like 10 years ago, nine, 10 years ago. So 2012, 2013, um, that was, that was the way. Like if you competed, like that was, you were a, a big name. Or if you won, like yeah, I remember when yeah. like Sarah Scott, you know, the, the, when she did, um, miss pole and you know i like miss pole was a huge competition like that was i remember going to watch that for example and yeah i'm interested to know from your side from someone that's competed judged been around for a very very long time um what your thoughts are if you think that's still the way to i mean obviously it's going to help get your name out but yeah i yeah just really weird isn't it i think back then so let's go back 10 years ago there were fewer people that did poll and there were fewer big names and now there are so many big names so many and it's not quite I don't know so like in my class 10 years ago I would say to people um Sarah Scott and everyone be like yes Sarah Scott Uh whereas now they might be like oh I don't know Sarah Scott but you know have you heard of Becky and then I'll be like oh yeah or have you heard of uh, Marie for poll and there's so many <laughs> all these Instagram handles we know everyone from Instagram handles <laughs> <laughs> exactly but like it's it, it, it's just different there are so many to choose from now and that that's kind of cool because also back in the day we didn't teach workshops we taught master classes whereas now it's all workshops um I, I think there's something in that I'm not quite sure what but like I love all the choice now but uh-huh. I don't think I mean I said Pantera in a class the other day and people looked at me like what the fuck are you on about I was like it's fucking Pantera if you don't know who she is you need to do your homework and I'm like, I was twitching but also get out it doesn't matter she doesn't do pole anymore like uh-huh. so so it doesn't matter she is part of the history but you don't need to you're, you're there to dance around a metal stick right you don't need to you don't need to know sorry I know some people get annoyed with me with that you don't need to know the history you need to respect it if you learn about it but you don't need to you don't need to know it oh um, this is a touchy subject so, so touchy subject oh my I god know. I can't get my words out touchy subject so um I I always tiptoe around this so we'll quickly skirt skirt 
<laughs> I'm really when we start recording. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always I really keep my opinions off social. I wouldn't. I don't have any major opinions on this, by the way. But I mean, like, yeah. I see people have very vocal opinions, and I'm very, very big on trying to keep my opinions off social media and not getting into you know wars with people. I I used to be. Um, but then I would say about six months ago, I don't know if it's having Hunter, I'm like, well, fuck this, I've got opinions, <laughs> I'm going to say them. And especially with like the Fair. the judging stuff. And now yeah. you and Dan have asked me to be on your podcast, which if I'd carried on being a fence, uh, fence sitter, um, you would have just been like, oh, that's Annie who touches her flaps on Instagram. Like, you know, what, what's there to talk about? But now I'm like... <laughs> here's my opinions and then people are like oh okay but yeah I do understand there's a fine fine line and Mm -hmm. with with certain stuff Um, yeah so yeah do you think so we've actually digressed a little bit but do so do you think it's real mixed nowadays because I think like you say there is a lot of names on socials and I do think social media is a big thing right but there's a lot of people with a lot of big followings like I don't think having a big following in this industry is like wow Personally, and you can maybe that's buy just me that's... and you can buy oh yeah you can and likes there's all that kind can you of buy things. views and likes you can buy views and likes you can yeah wow. there's so much wow and so like it's yeah I, I don't know I just think that um I ha- again I have students that come up to me and say I just want more Instagram followers and I'm like okay why really yeah oh, you know what I want to get oh, I, I want to jump in on this really quickly because Instagram followers do not mean shit nope but it's amazing how many people I say this to my husband all the time because my husband's very big on saying to me like your followers don't mean shit basically yeah. and um like it's all about like for me I, I do like online coaching so aside from this I'm like a p- online personal trainer how many of my X amount of followers are actually clients of mine? How many of my followers are actually buying my kettlebell plan and buying stuff that's like I put out and put work into? Like, or how, like, do you just want that vain side of it? And don't get me wrong. Like, it's nice for your videos to get loads of likes or go viral or whatever it might be. Like, but you can't get caught up in that because it means fuck all. Because you have people with a low amount of following that are doing really bloody well. Because it, because like out of those four thousand followers, maybe like fifty or a hundred of them are like invested in them. Like, yeah. do, do, do you know where I'm going with that? Like Absolutely. It so like doesn't in, mean shit. Lockdown, the first mm-hmm. one, I think I had five or six thousand followers, mm-hmm. um, and now I have fourteen thousand followers, which is very very small in the pole industry. It's a, a small amount. You look at like yourself, and I'll just say Dan Rosen again, who mm-hmm. got nearly like a hundred thousand followers i've got fourteen thousand followers but when i did my um stripper slink classes online in lockdown i would have anywhere between 20 and 120 people sign up for every single class every week that's so what it's about my retention uh retention is the wrong word sorry my no no my i think that's interaction a, yeah, yeah and retention no i think that's a good still a good word yeah yeah it, it so that it worked and mm-hmm. it was great and the classes were easy there were little floor work things without any big tricks no big tricks it was all about touching yourself and the sensuality and things like that and I I spoke to my husband about it as well I was like I you know I just why have I not got any followers he was like first of all you don't post and I was like yeah okay touche I need to need to actually post some more (laughs) yeah Um, and second of all he was like but you like teaching empowerment and look how many women are coming well not just women sorry all all different genders coming to you um and I was like yeah actually it's it's great It's, it's working so 
I don't know. I, of course, yeah. I'd love a hundred thousand followers. Of course, I would. Yeah, but, still, but like, I'm it's... sell the same amount of stuff. It doesn't. This is it. Really matter. It. And also, it really doesn't. Like, um, Dan said to me, "Do you class yourself as an influencer?" I'm like, mate. If I walked into Asda, no one has a fucking clue who I am. Like, you might be in this Depends industry. Which house do you walk into? <laughs> he does. <laughs> but seriously, um, uh. People don't have no, have a clue who you are, and it's all about it's. It, you can have one hundred and fifty thousand followers, but if people aren't yeah. investing in you and what you're about and buying your product, or you know whether that's classes, coaching, whatever it might be, you know, then it doesn't mean fuck all. Yeah, Just a number. I, it's really interesting. I've got um one of my good friends is on TikTok. She um I don't know if you know her on TikTok. She is the etiquette expert lady who eats um different foods and tells you how to eat it in a, a formal british setting and, oh my uh, god no but that sounds excellent she's great and she's got like half a million followers or, or something like that she's mm-hmm. she's got loads and loads of followers and I, I was talking to her about how much money she makes from tiktok and she was like mm-hmm. oh not much you know it's whatever a month and i was like you should be making way more, way more money like, it's actually really shocking how much you make on tiktok um yeah you don't you really don't make a lot and even if even the really big names um they don't make a lot of money yeah but she's an astute businesswoman this lady she runs Mm -hmm. a company that is a multi-million pound company so i was like you need to be coming up with something to sell to these people because they oh yes yeah 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 exactly yeah selling a Um, like because tiktok just pay you for the amount of views that you get and stuff but yeah, it's barely, like that's hardly anything. Like like you say, if you've got all of these followers, like how much then they're going to engage and buy products and buy from you? Yeah, but it's uh, it's we can't help it. We of course we all want views and likes. Like when my videos go a bit more viral, I get well excited. Uh-huh. It's just human nature, isn't it? You're absolutely right. Yeah, and um, so there are times when you're you'll feel it with your social media that you'll have like a flurry of followers. Like you'll have a really high patch, so you'll just yeah. be like maybe gaining anywhere between fifty to hundred followers a day, and like almost you got a video that's going viral. It really starts to explode. Your interactions going through the roof, and then you'll have like a stale period. It happens. It happens a lot. It's not there's no like specific timeframes around it, but you'll have a stale period where you might be either losing followers or engagements. Yeah. Engagements like not very good. Um. I'm very, very big on marketing. I said this on the podcast with Dan. I don't want to upset a lot of people from saying this, but the market doesn't lie. And that's like, if you're there to sell a service, the market doesn't lie. And if things aren't working right, it's nine times out of 10, you have to review what you're putting out because it isn't landing for for a reason. But um, I read that somewhere. Someone said like, hmm? it's not the time of day you're posting, no. it's your content. It is. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it is. And it's really, you're not shadow banned. I think it's a bit different with polars. I, I did say this on Dan's podcast and I feel like it's a little bit different because if you're posting nude, you not nude, but nude implied, you do get shadow banned or you I, like you do get your post blocked. But to yeah. say to put say to say to be like, oh, I put this up. But yeah, it, I've been shadow banned. So that's why it's not doing well. It's not. It's it's yeah, do you know what? I definitely got this. We are digressing now. Sorry. I definitely got shadow banned the uh, the other week because I was then looking at my hashtags and getting other my friends to look at them. See if and I you're was not coming up. up. And I wasn't. Yeah. So my next post, I put up a post and I was like, oh, I'm shadow banned. So like, fuck this if you can't see it. And then mm-hmm. it was one of my most liked pictures. So obviously something flicked in the, yeah, in the algorithm. But who knows? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this is it. That. But like, it's really easy. Sorry, this is where I was going with this. When you have Sorry. that really stale period. No, it's my yeah. fault. 
it's really like sometimes I get really I can get really I get maybe upset's not the right word but it really does impact me because I love making content like if I could make content for brands that would be like my dream job like I fucking love making content so when it when I put out this stuff it doesn't do very well it's very easy to get caught up in it and be like oh why does no one like my stuff why does no one why am I dropping followers but this is where you have to take a step back and be like listen really doesn't matter (laughs) because you have x amount of clients or your business is doing well you know like you it's really but I know how difficult it must be but that's crazy that you have people coming up and requesting that by the way as a thing to be like, I want more followers. That's what I want to. That's oh, what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, but then I'd be. I was like requesting more. Um, but then, yeah. Where are we on this? <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, I would say, like, why? Why do you want them? Yeah, so this is people, it. So many people want to be a name in the industry, but like, when you start, like, between you and I, we could spend the next hour just saying names in the industry. Mm-hmm. That's how many names there are. Yeah. And you know, I would go and have a workshop with with you and Janine Butterfly and I'm just trying to think of more names and Sarah Scott and Dida and Pam McGee and all these people I would yeah. go and see you know there's not one person it's not like this is the most well-known pole dancer and we'll drop everything for her or him, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. so it's just it's understanding that this is something I live by someone else's success isn't taking anything away from you ever yeah. if if you get a million views on your video it doesn't mean I can't get a million views on my video it's Amen. not like it and it's so important it's so important yeah and also you have to be you have to find your style it's the same with it's the same on social media it is on is it is it in with poll you know like if you're if you see someone's content's really really cool and you do a direct copy mm-hmm. like it's probably not going to land that well because it's yeah. it can be quite obvious what you're doing like, I do see it quite a lot um you can take inspiration but take take the information that you want to give out and put a different spin on it yeah absolutely and see what and see what lands um anyways we did get way off topic but I could talk about social media all day I really really do love it oh see well then I'll maybe like schedule a call with you and you can help me with mine absolutely I did <laughs> yeah I've uh, I've done the same for a few people so I'm more than happy to help I honestly anyway. I am because I really do I really do love it and um yeah but anyways and you're good at it yeah thank you but it's consistency not to say that anyone's not consistent but it's I post every single day and have done for the past six seven years uh, there's honestly Jesus not... Christ <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah there's honestly I don't think there's ever been a day where I haven't not posted I mean I would probably might talking about the odd day maybe in the last five years but there's not a day in the last five years that I can think of that I, I mean pre five years but even on Christmas day even on Jesus Christmas day. birthday mm-hmm. wow I have the content lined up ready to go and hit post amazing that's so cool. like but that's but that's like that's you know that's when people say to, when people say like oh about your following I'm like yeah but I fucking grafted yeah 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 and I yeah. put in the time like I constantly make content I'm constantly editing so like you know you have to be willing to to do that because have you ever have you ever do you edit your videos like editing's a faff I've just started trying to look like the cool kids and edit oh, some videos yeah it's hard it's it it really my sister's just um gone into makeup and she's just started doing like um tiktoks and doing editing and stuff so I gave her um helping hand with that and she's like this edit malarkey is fucking really difficult I was like right you wait until she did she edited something but then deleted the original and then accidentally deleted something oh, and you you go through this you know, you know like when you delete yeah. the video and then you delete out your recycling bin and you can't get it back yeah. you're like no I'm like and she's like I'm heartbroken I've spent so long doing this and editing it I'm like yep you learn from it because we've all done it <laughs> we've all done it but anyways so I want to finish back with your top tips 
Okay, top tips. So, um, back to top tips on comp- competing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> back on competition. Yeah. Back on competition. Um, I feel like so, I had a load of stuff, but I was like, I really want to say this. On yeah, look, right. So, you said pick 10 songs. Uh, so, do the. 10 songs all of that yeah um, dance to them see what see what see what your bet where your vibes are see what works um yeah then um every time you put in a piece of choreo every time you do that mm-hmm. uh, question why so okay if you are like i'm gonna start at the top of the pole excellent why okay well i'm starting at the top of the pole because i'm doing my forest theme and i want to make it look like i'm looking around before i make it down onto the ground brilliant i'm never going to question why i'm starting at the top of the pole again which means my choreography can only progress from there on rather than choreographing a minute of your song and then going oh well i don't know why i started at the side of the pole Um, oh i don't know i'm unhappy with that does it look right blah 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 if you've got a reason for everything even if your reason is i'm going to put in my um really long um combination all the way down the pole right at the beginning because i know my hands get slippy so i want that done out the way even if it's a some something as simple as that just question why it's going in and put it there Uh also i'm coaching someone for ipad at the moment and um she was like oh i want to put in my um eagle but i know there's someone far more flexible in there also doing an eagle yeah and comparing judges... yourself in other to other yeah, people no, it's the worst thing right because okay we as a judge we do compare you all to each other of course we do uh-huh. but i need to see if you're well-rounded so if you can do a split put your split in even if someone over there is going to do like a way over split good for them that's fine but what if all they can do is an oversplit and that's all they're doing whereas yeah. you might have your dynamic move and a nice clean flat split so it's important to put in your best stuff, but make sure you do do a little bit of um, flexibility, a little bit of strength, um, dynamic move, a little bit of flow. And then the one thing, two things actually, that is very rare to see, but I love so much is if you are dancing mm-hmm. and then you go on the pole and you stop dancing and you just do your tricks, that is going to look like a very disjointed routine. So make sure you move. It connects. Yeah, make sure you are moving in your tricks, in and out of your tricks. Like, don't just hold a static trick. Obviously, if you're doing pole sport or something, that's different. But don't just hold your static trick. Maybe, like, move your head, move your arm, or move your leg. And make sure your floor work connects to your pole flow, connects going up the pole. Because so many times I see someone doing, like, oh, I'm going to do a... Uh, I don't know, like a backwards walk over into a split on the floor, huh? and then I'm going to get up and do some pole work. It's like no, like make it flow. Like how are yeah, you how are you going to get up? Yeah, yeah. That's actually I. I think people really do struggle with that, the connectivity yeah. of moves. Yeah. Like when I when I move when I when I design my flows, but I like I like them to be that they we you're continuously moving. I don't like those yeah. sharp stops unless it's like. Mm, maybe something that looks that that fits yes but I love how things connect and how like you are continuously moving when the foot goes down the other foot comes out to move into your next move like it's connecting it together and I I do feel like people do that is it is quite difficult to do it is difficult and but you can get good at it by practicing absolutely and get a choreographer Get someone to help you. I mean, so yeah. many people, I, I don't hear this so much anymore, but like people used to say things like, I don't want a choreographer because I want it to be my piece. And I'm like, the choreographer isn't going to say that it was their piece. Like, I deserve that gold medal. <laughs> that was my piece of work. Well, in that case, I've won a lot of gold. 
Listen, I, I do think you guys, so when I say you guys, I'm talking about you and Jay does the same. I feel like you do need to be more vocal about your coaching on socials. Yeah. Because it's a very, 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 very good service that you offer. I think it's more coming into light now about really how getting a coach is so valuable. And I just think it's something that you guys should be promoting more because you know it, you would take a lot of that it you would take a lot of that overwhelming sense of that that sense of feeling away from people if like that was sort of like you know because if you, if I was to, this is sound really sh- freaking stupid though but if I was to want to go compete in a fitness field in like a bodybuilding com- uh, competition yeah. or a powerlifting competition whatever yeah. it might be you'd have a coach yeah absolutely shouldn't be any different and it's the same with like any competing look at the olympics any field of Anything. sport yep. You always have a coach. So, but I did say it was interesting actually, because I, uh, from a personal training perspective, I find it really bizarre that people don't prep and prime their body more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to say that that's the right, maybe the right or wrong thing to do. But like, I am like, when you, if you go to someone that knows how the body works and how to prep the body, like in a different way. So you prep the body for all the, the dancing side of it and stuff like that, but have someone take your nutrition in and like training like and getting your body prepared to do what you're about to yeah. do I'm, I'm surprised there's not more of that or like that yeah, isn't people's I'm, first I'm thought actually, yeah yeah that's do, a do really you... good point yeah because like so it's really interesting one way to like people think that in order to get your stamina up I, and I see it a lot of people that are competing they start adding in runs to get their cardio up oh uh, yeah you don't need to do that like it's okay. all about and again this is where going to a coach like it's about training your energy systems and being able to ensure that your muscles are ready but again going like talking about muscle endurance to be able to be on the pole for that length of time running yeah. might take your body fat down a little bit well it's not really doing a lot and I see everyone like go I see people going to these pre like pole camps and I they start running and doing 5ks and 10ks yeah. and I'm like this is not this is not beneficial to you no, so absolutely not. that would be my advice for anyone looking to compete like yeah. Don't, you don't need to do runs. You'd, you'd actually say, be way more benefit. You'd actually be benefit way more by putting in a hit workout every week. Y- yeah, yeah. Then, then doing and get your cardio. Get your cardio aspect from that. Turn up the muscle endurance. Work the same energy system that you would work whilst on the pole, and do that. Take out the run. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion on it. But yeah, the going I agree. back, like, I, I really will... think you guys should um promote more that you're on like uh, the coaches. I think people know that, but. It should be a service that's. I think as well. I think more. the other thing that people need to know with with choosing a coach, like you can choose a coach, and if they don't work for you, you can choose a different coach. Mm-hmm. And if that one doesn't work for you, you can find someone else. You will find someone that works for you. I think that's important as well. Like, coaches shouldn't get butt hurt. Like some oh. people don't work together. And again, yep. in any other industry, it's absolutely fine. But in the pole industry, because we're all kind of friends, it mm-hmm. comes some people feel a little bit more stilted the one thing I try and do when I coach people which I see sometimes but an awful not an awful lot is Uh I would so if you came to me I'd say okay I want to see you move please Uh please move and then I would (laughs) move around the pole dance Dance for me (laughs) just move out my way um and then then I would I'd get an idea of of how you move how you dance what kind of stuff is going to work for you Uh and I will notice how you flow so I can say, I see how you move around the pole. So when you're doing this trick, you can move your body like this. That's going to fit in and start helping you develop your style. Uh The one thing I absolutely hate is when you can see somebody's come from someone else 
and they're a carbon copy of them. Like even in my choreo classes at my studio, um, I say we don't do to beats because I want them to move how they want to move. Yeah. Um, I want them to develop their own styles. Of course, I've got my stuff that I teach. I like slow movement. I like this, but I, I do make them dance fast as well so they can learn different styles and things. But yeah. it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah. No, it's interesting. Two things on that. One thing, whenever I teach a flow, I always say in a private, because I have a lot of people come and do just want to do like flows and stuff like that. I always say, tell me the song you're vibing to at the moment. Give yeah. me give me your song. Like, I can pick you a song. Like I'll pick a slow, nice acoustic song for you. But before I do, I'm like, tell me a song you're really vibing to. Yeah. And let's do it to, to that. Secondly, on your coaching point, it's really interesting because when I do my consultations with clients, the first thing I say to them is there is like absolutely no pressure from their side this is about them like you've seen like say you were we were having a consultation call now right you've seen my work on instagram and you're thinking right i want to work with her she's the coach for me but when we meet we might not vibe yeah yeah, might, yeah, yeah. like this is why i say there's absolutely no pressure let me tell you what i can do for you and how we can work together you take the information away and then you decide if I'm the right coach for you it's not like okay what are we signing up for we must do this like it's the same with different instructors like I have people come to me that will learn the same move from someone else but it doesn't go in because I have different teaching points or I teach it in a different way and that's why having so many different people is is so valuable but that doesn't mean that you're you know that's just that's just finding someone that works for you absolutely and actually that's just made me think about something as well is that I I hope one other thing that will change in the industry is um, because a lot of us are getting older now and which is obviously a privilege to get older, but so many um, certifications require yeah. you to be able to do the moves like we need some coaching courses out there because coaching is different to teaching. They uh-huh. are two different things. So if you look at a gymnastics coach, they're not demonstrating the triple black backflip before they before they then teach the, the, the person how to do it. A uh-huh. good gymnastics coach, sometimes they've never even done gymnastics. And I'm not saying that it needs to be exactly the same with pole, but I feel like there needs to be some more coaching certifications out there. So that- Definitely. So that it's more attainable. There, there are moves that I can teach very well that I've never done. But I yeah. understand my knowledge of pole is so in depth that I, mm. I understand it. And yeah. No, go on. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say as well. I also feel like um, when picking your coach, I mean, don't always just say, I love the way she dances and moves. I want her to coach me. Mm-hmm. Like, that is one way to pick a coach, but go from recommendations, go from people that have been coached by them. Yeah. Because, again, if you were going to kettlebell coach me um (laughs) i am not interested in how you can lift a kettlebell i want to know if you're good at telling me how to lift a kettlebell 100 100 percent. and it's really important like your teaching cues and stuff like that are everything aren't they like i see it like it makes me this is this makes me feel so proud by the way i love it when i teach something so i and i one thing i think in particular in knee spins they might be called something else you know like when you go into twisted grip and you turn and you're on your they're like a like you bring keep your feet together knees nice and wide or a diamond spin I think they might be cool oh, like yeah, on yeah, the yeah. floor yeah I don't know what they're like I call them a knee yeah. spin but a diamond spin I remember learning that for the first time and it took me fucking ages right could not get my head around a diamond spin at all and now when I teach it people pick it up immediately and I'm like you know you're like 
oh yeah. yes they get it they get it because it's the way that you relay that information and how you Absolutely. how you communicate and you have to feel that from your coach too because if, if it isn't going in you know if it isn't connecting with you or you're not vibing it's so important it's it so, really, so important really is and I think again as well in this industry because we love it because we're all visual people a lot of people then think they're a visual learner and they're not always like mm. when I was pregnant um I couldn't demonstrate at all yeah I still had all my regular clients who still all massively progressed um obviously I would then show them the move on Instagram first to be like this is what we're going to do so you know they kind of know but you I don't have to get to... on the pole you don't no, have to get I on used the pole. to years ago I used mm-hmm. to get on the pole and keep doing it and keep doing it and then do it slower and blah 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 and then I would find that actually I don't need to get on the pole and they still get it mm-hmm. so obviously some people are visual learners you have to take into account different types of learners I get that but yeah I just think when picking a coach it's okay if you don't vibe with them pick someone mm-hmm. else yeah um don't just go for someone because you like the way they move or dance because that doesn't mean that they know how to tell you how to to do that and go to someone who is open to um changing changing their ideas changing changing things and not set in there not set in a way and this is where this is why it's so important to have these like consultation calls and go and speak to different people right because um someone commented on one of my videos once right saying this was recent saying um oh my god it's it's just so weird seeing you swear because you know you just seem like the nicest person i couldn't imagine you swearing i was like oh honey you have no fucking idea (laughs) Like I have such a potty mouth and I swear a lot in my classes, but that's just who I am. That's me. Like if I'm teaching a move, I'm like, girls, this is going to fucking hurt. Okay. Like it's, it's going to hurt, but we're going to get through it together as a team. But um, it's that perception on social media that I'm like this really sweet, kind girl <laughs> that doesn't swear. I'm like, wow. oh, that that is, you've got the wrong impression of me. <laughs> but that just goes to show like what people, what people see yeah. and then yeah. what, how they think you might be. I was like, you have no idea. Um, have the you... C word is like the daily word for me. Christmas. I'm terrible. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas is the word. I've got, um, you might have heard of Jessica Debank. She's uh, one of mine. Yes. Oh, I know she's one of yours. She is uh, in, a, in a league of her own. She's amazing. Um, I remember really quick, I'm so sorry, when we did yeah. the X-Pole shoot, she did this pole flow. Like We had oh, to do this flow did, yeah. for a couple of times. And she did this fucking headstand thing. And then she yeah. like, let go of everything, let go of the pole. And then got back on the pole again. And I was like, wow, wow. What she's, just happened there? Because that was fucking stunning. cool. She's amazing, isn't she? She just, she moves like water. Yeah. No, like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Jess. Her. Yeah, uh, well, no this doubt. Is really unimportant what I was going to say anyway. But um, she just, when she first met me, she thought I was a rocker chick because I'm quite pale. I've got dark hair and I always wear black. So yeah, and then... <laughs> Then I think I put some rock came on. I was like, oh, absolutely not. And I think Barbie girl came on and she was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what's going on? So, yeah, don't uh, don't take first impressions. So she was she was like, she's my prodigy, Jess. When she first came in, she was a little meek and mild. And um, she's really got her. Uh, you can tell she's one of yours. When I realized yeah. what studio she come from, I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> cool I like that yeah yeah it does but like, she... I, and I and I think I, I like I love like I think that's really nice by the way that you're like my studio and my students are a complete reflection of me like yeah. they are like they all wear socks I feel terrible I'd say to them all the time like you shouldn't be polling in socks <laughs> please take your socks off and like sometimes they're going to do an invert and I'm like take your socks off 
and they'll be like oh yeah it's so much easier isn't it and I'm like yeah and then they'll come down they'll be like but I put my socks back on <laughs> you really know and it's and it's so sweet because they're like little byproducts of you and I feel like that's a that was a yeah. similar situation where I realized I am... she was from yours and I was like yeah I can see that that's cool I like that yeah mm. she's she's come on so much I'm very very proud of her and I tried to like um I can't even remember exactly when it was um but like I I will like coach someone uh-huh. and then I'll I'll break the reins I'll be like off you go I'm here if you need me but you don't need me and yes. so because it's very important if you keep with someone when she was getting when Jess was getting better and better what I didn't want to do is keep coaching her and to stifle her creation in any way because I could uh-huh. see if she had the confidence to try different things and move in her own way and I was like it was it's, it was like sending my child off to university off you go <laughs> fly <laughs> fly fly my darling yeah and uh yeah but again that's a sign of a good coach you're not you're not there yeah. to make money you're not there to you're you're there to in oh, like actually you know. can I just say that's really important for example I had a private lesson booked in with someone today who's performing our stripper slink weekend in January uh-huh. mm-hmm. um and I was voice noting her and I said I don't think you should have the private lesson today I think you need to book a training session and you need to just train and you need to do that for the next few weeks and mid-December we'll catch up again if uh-huh. you feel you need a private lesson I'm happy to help but I don't want to just take your money for the sake of it yeah. and I think a good coach I think that's also important not like yeah every week you need to come in and we need to go through this and that it's uh yeah it's it's I know we're here to make money but not off the back of I can't no I, to- I know what you're saying I, I totally I mean. agree yeah absolutely yeah absolutely you get to a point where you're like I, you know you're 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 fine you don't need you know yeah you're 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 good like you're you'll be fine yeah like I like I do that when people come to me for private lessons and they they, they take a couple of lessons because they want to get that like group in that, that one-to-one before they go into a group environment and then yeah, when they yeah, start yeah. like when they start getting like a real feel for it and they you can see they can handle themselves around the pole which sounds silly but do you know what I mean like they can Absolutely. they can hold their body weight yep. they've got a handle for it I'm like you don't need to stop coming to private lessons now you don't yeah. you don't come to a group environment because you know a lot of people suffer with anxiety and yeah, mental loads of mental health issues and that's and that's but all of that goes away when you come to pole you yeah. know and that's like so these people come to one-to-ones because they're like i too anxious to come to pole and then like you say it's being able to say like come on i'm not i'm not taking you you don't you don't, you don't need to pay for a private lesson i'll come to a lesson you'll absolutely love it you know, and or... sometimes they just do even better in a group setting because then, right? like, you know, when you're in a one-to-one and you're telling them that's really good and they think you're just being nice and then they will actually see, oh, yeah, I am doing it the same as everyone else or maybe yeah. I'm even better at this. Or the whole group cheers. Or... Yeah, all of yeah, that. It's, it's amazing, so good, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh. I, live, I live for that. I live for those cheers. I love yeah. it. Making people feel empowered. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got right. my... Sorry, no, I was just going to say no, my, sex, go on, my sexy group on a Tuesday and it's just so nice to see them. When they first started, they were unsure about touching their bodies and now they just they just go for it and they're just, they love watching themselves in the mirror and filming themselves and it just makes me... So like, proud. Really, yeah, really, really proud. Yeah, it makes you want to burst, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a, a you know, it, like, there's nothing better than training a group of people and seeing them progress or like their confidence grow and they like become like a new person almost and I'm like just you had a part to do you had a part to play in that and that I think is really a special aspect of teaching Paul am I am I allowed to I don't know if I'm allowed to say but I'm gonna say it you can always cut it if I'm not um I'm starting a new online um 
membership for people like a portal tell us more tell us more <laughs> so um promote it girl promote it <laughs> i um there's loads of like technique stuff and conditioning and uh -huh. everything and the one thing that i love to teach is the empowerment and teaching women i keep saying women i'm so stuck in my ways i'm so sorry i teach all genders uh -huh. how to um touch their body how to dance in a very very sexy sensual sexual way uh -huh. um so it's all slink um i'm going to be doing floor chair pole um, there will be technique and there will be some kind of like technical aspect to it but it is all about stage presence and that kind of thing it's going to be an online membership live classes recorded classes tutorials all that kind of thing should be with us by december january something like that i'm shooting the Amazing. promo on sunday so it's just i'm really excited yeah. yeah so you should yeah so where can we where where will that be on your page yeah i've um yeah so annie norris poll on instagram um mm -hmm. all the details will be put up on there in Amazing. december i'll be running a competition as well where you can um, win a membership it will Ooh. not be a tag your friends competition because we all hate that now don't we tagging our friends and i don't mind tagging a friend so i have to put it on my story i don't know why i don't like that so much but i'm like oh, fuck's sake just take my tag so mine will be all you have to do will be share one of my videos from my grid on your story oh that's, that's all nice. you have to do and just say like oh i like this flow and then i'll know you've tagged me and then you'll be entered into the comp that's it amazing i love it yeah Annie, yeah. thank you so much this has been an hour and a half of pure gold <laughs> it's been a long time thank you for having me i feel like mm, i don't want that like i feel like i could just keep talking for hours me too me this too, has been yeah. really 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 enjoyable thank you so much this has just been super 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 valuable thank you thank you thanks for having me